welcome to the Tipsy Exchange, where your hosts get tipsy and exchange ideas on a specific topic. With a few sidebars and tangents, it all depends on the tipsiness level. We'll kick off each episode with a toast. Feel free to join us, but please drink responsibly. I'm Burley. I'm LA. Now let's get tipsy. Welcome to the Tipsy Exchange, where your hosts get tipsy and exchange ideas on a specific topic. With a few sidebars and tangents, it all depends on the tipsiness level. We'll kick off each episode with a toast. Feel free to join us, but please drink responsibly. I'm Burley. I'm LA. Now let's get tipsy. Hey, LA. Hey, Burley. We're celebrating another holiday today. I know we are. May the fourth be with you. And also with you. Cheers. Cheers. I wonder who came up with that. Do you know? Should have looked that up. I don't know who came up with that. But I like it. I do too. So obviously, May the 4th is Star Wars Day. Mm -hmm. And for today, we are going to dig a little deeper into the Force. So what is the Force? According to StarWars.com, the Force is a mysterious energy field created by life that binds the galaxy together. Harnessing the power of the Force gives Jedi, the Sith, and other sensitives to this spiritual energy extraordinary abilities such as levitating objects, tricking minds, and seeing things before they happen. While the Force can grant users powerful abilities, it also directs their actions, and it has a will of its own, which both scholars and mystics have spent millennia seeking to understand. Oh, okay. Some of that was not in what I found. That was some complicated shit. Yeah. Oh, I, I went into <laughs> some really heavy stuff about this. You went. You did a deep dive. On I the mean, force. I got so overwhelmed. If anybody has heard of Wikipedia, <laughs> it's another world. If you want to know anything, the details go there. Because I started reading, and I was like, "Sweet, this is a great source." And then I was just like, "Oh, oh, oh!" As I went on, because it was so overwhelming, so detailed. I mean, it's wonderful, but for this, I was like, "I don't have the time." You know, it'd take me like a week or two to go through all this and write something up. Goodness. Well, tell, tell me, L.A., what did you find on your deep okay, dive? Okay, well, I didn't go, I didn't do it from Wikipedia because it was so overwhelming. Wikipedia so, is too much yeah. information. It, but TMI. it's wonderful. I, I, I like it. I appreciate it. But yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So, so I went to Forbes, naturally. That's a natural next stop <laughs> after Wikipedia. And this guy had written an article about it. And again, he got super detailed into it. Very scientific. So I kind of cut some of that out because it was, again, it was a little much because I just, you know, we're just lighthearted. We don't need to have a science lesson. What I found is this guy said that the main reason that nobody really knows what the force is because is because nothing was really ever said about it until The Last Jedi. Like nothing really concrete about what the force actually was what didn't you're giving me a look well didn't yoda refer to the force 
Well, I think they refer to it, but nobody actually ever like explain had any sort of like explanation or like oh okay okay you okay. know definition. They never really defined it in any way. They they spoke about it, but it, it was like it oh, was like this mysterious it's just this thing, the force. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was a little mystery. And th- in this article, he was like, "I'm only going to cover the science of the force. It's not going to be you know a mechanism of action. We're not going to talk about the midi chlorians and all that, which in Wikipedia they really get into, but." For this one, (laughs) he says, the first time it was described was in A New Hope, and it was Obi-Wan Kenobi explaining to Luke, and he said, the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Penetrates? Yeah. (laughs) So... Like the physical world has various energy fields, like electromagnetic field... So it's somewhat of an energy field, as he explains. The Jedi don't actually study every aspect of the Force because he says the Jedi are a religious order, not a scientific organization, which I never really thought about it as like a religious thing. Me neither. But I will say what in some of my reading I did find, I was like, I guess it does have a almost like a soul spiritual, sense to it. Yeah. Spirituality. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Star Wars creator George Lucas, he said for the Force, he wanted it to be a spiritual phenomenon and to simply be mystical and magical, which I think most of us would probably agree that that's what it seemed like for the most part. Mm -hmm. But as the books and games and cartoons came in, a lot of them kind of filled in the gaps where the movies didn't necessarily on the explanation. Which I haven't seen. I haven't either. I watched some of Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what this one, and I haven't read any of the books though. I know, okay. Either. But this one is, it says this was like a little tidbit from the Clone Wars where the disembodied spirit of Qui-Gon Jinn tells Yoda how he can, he can exist after being killed in the Phantom Menace, which I didn't know went one on. But he says, I'm a manifestation of the force, a force that consists of two parts. Living beings generate the living force, which in turn powers the wellspring that is the cosmic force. All energy from the living force, from all the things that have ever lived, feeds into the cosmic force, binding everything. It's getting complicated. Best ghost Liam Neeson is not Qui Gon Jen. Oh, it yeah. Is... No. Well, this is the Clone Wars. Uh, clo- but he's a ghost. He's dead then, isn't he? Well, yeah, he said he's a disembodied spirit, so that's yeah, why yeah, yeah. he was that's explaining what... how he could be there. That's what I'm saying. Like best best ghost Liam Neeson. What movie was that? I'm I'm googling it. Give me a second. Oh, I think High Spirit. Yes, yes, yes High yes. Spirit. Oh, such a good movie. Was that an 80s movie? We should have. Had that yeah, 1988. Mm. High Spirits. Mm-hmm. That's best ghost Liam Neeson. I agree, but I don't think it was Liam Neeson. In Clone Wars, that was playing that part. Just saying, but that was who played him in the film. Yeah, I know, right? I know. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was somebody else. Barely, it was animated. So yes, but I'm just saying. Oh no, no, I agree. I just wanted to bring up Liam Neeson. True, I mean, and High Spirits. Yeah, it's a good movie because that's I immediately recommend. what popped in my head when you said Qui Gon Jinn. <laughs> that's just how he wasn't Qui Gon Jinn. That's how this brain works. That's not who he was. Isn't that Obi Wan Kenobi's master? Hold on. Qui-Gon Jinn sure. was played by Liam Neeson. I do not remember that. Bitch, I know my Irishman. Clearly. Qui-Gon Jinn. 
was okay, pretty you're right, you're right. Okay. badly amnesia. Well, he's not in the Clone Wars. Well, so, yeah. from that speech, this guy says it's an energy created by all living things, converted to a form separate from life, splitting the force into two categories, a living force and a cosmic force. However, because life is an integral part of the cosmos, the universe being like an orderly system, it doesn't necessarily scientifically work out, according to him. Which, well, yeah, guy. It's fiction. It's called fiction. Anywho. So he says this all leads to The Last Jedi when Luke uh, asks Rhea, what do you know about the Force? And says it's a power that Jedi have. And she's like, yeah, the basics that they control, make things, make people float. And he corrects her and says it's the energy between all things, a tension, a balance that binds the universe together, which they talk about the balance a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. Also, during The Force Awakens, Ray gains experience using that energy when he asks her to feel the force in The Last Jedi. Your face is just, I can't, I can't look at you while I'm reading this because there's so many <laughs> innuendos that I know you're trying to say <laughs> so many things. <laughs> she's, she's able to articulate it in its true nature when she says it's like a montage of images and things, living water, rocks, bones, all these things of life. And she says it's the islands, birds, Death and decay that feeds new life. Warm, cold, Shit. peace, violence. I'm sorry for that background noise. It's okay. War, peace. It's okay. Get you another one, girl. Violence. Yeah. So he says it. The force is a consistent is consistent with an ecosystem. Who is this guy again? Who's the he, Arthur? I don't know, he's real technical. I'll, I'll get his name for you in a second. Okay. But he says it's like an ecosystem, which there's a continuous exchange between living and non-living. Makes things, sense based off feels, of what you just said. Yeah, feels the ecological cycle. But he says there's not like it's not exactly clear what's being transferred in that cycle. He says when organisms eat or this is so much organic matter, the stuff circling around an ecosystem is its energy in various forms. But contrary to Obi-Wan's description of the force being an energy field, it's actually all the energy within an ecosystem. Obi-Wan is hot, too. True. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so excited for that show. Are you kidding? Ewan McGregor. He has such a good accent. He has such a good a lot of things. I saw that, um, what's that movie where Jonathan Rice Davies was like the Bowie character and Ewan McGregor was like the Iggy oh, Pop my God, character? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but that's such a good movie. Oh, man. We got to see a lot of what... True. Mm, what was going on What there? was going on there? <laughs> Cheers to Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor. I agree. Yeah, I like him. Even Cheers. though he did cheat on his wife, but okay. He's no Andy. Mm -mm, mm -mm. He's no Andy. That's why he wasn't on the list. But I still like him. Same. Me too. She's like Jude Law. He's no Andy. Same. Yeah, yeah. But I like him. Yeah. For back those of you horse. who don't know what we're talking about, oh. you should listen to our Andy nominations episode from back in February. Yeah. Okay. And I apologize for all my repetitive. What? <laughs> Love it. We were very excited during oh. that episode. Also, as we're doing a sidebar, I want to mention and was... Oh, our, I'm drunk. There's going to be a lot of sidebars. Our 420 episode. Which episode? The 420 episode. Yes. I kept saying, oh, that kid should have patented that. He should. It's not patent. It's a fucking trademark. He should have trademarked that 420 thing. What's the difference between a patent? I think patent a patent is like when you have a product, a prototype, and you need to patent that prototype so nobody else can copy it and make it. Mm -hmm. But a trademark is like a trademark saying or 
or I'm an idiot. And we kept saying it after I, I said I that. I didn't know the difference. I but just watched the current I, I could be wrong, but that that's what I'm pretty sure. That we makes should, sense, we though. Because, like, meant. they were talking about Tesla and his patents and exactly, what he did with yeah. his patents yeah. in the current war. It's a good cast. Michael Shannon is, like, six foot four. Oh, I know. I had no idea. There's, until I, until say, I saw him in that movie, like, standing opposite Benedict Cumberbatch. And mm-hmm. I was like, Can I say, what's going on here? And I had to Google him. And I was like, oh, I did not know. Can I say no? Good for you, Mr. Shannon. <laughs> can I say no? <laughs> what What do you need to say? I don't. Like, he's not a, an attractive man, necessarily. He can get it, though. But there's something. There's something about. there. Okay. I'm not the only one. Okay. No, good. There good, is good. something. Okay. Especially once I better. Googled that height. I was like, oh, yeah. ooh, ooh, oh, there's God, something. That makes me feel better. Yeah, no, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. I and don't he's know. such a good actor. He's a really good actor. He's a little creepy, mm-hmm. but I like it. But there's something there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we had this conversation. I've never said this out loud. Yeah. When I was watching The Current War for sure, I'm like, Bennett, I mean, Benny, Benny can get it. And then like Nicholas Holt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. And then Tom Holland. He's our little cougar puppy that you and yeah, I have been I just, like. I don't like to say it. Don't but... like to say it, but it's true, and you know it. We've already talked about he's it. Gonna be a handsome he's old devil. enough that it's okay for us to acknowledge yeah. that there's something going on. Would there. you be okay dating him? Oh God, no. I think I could handle <laughs> dating, like seriously dating. Yeah, why not? I don't see me getting intellectually, even though I am hey. incredibly immature. I think our podcast probably me getting everything that I need that from that for both of us. Huh? I think our podcast probably states that for both of us. Right. That we're we're kind of immature. Yeah. Whereas like Benedict Cumberbatch, like one of his favorite things to talk about is an atomic fart machine app that he found oh. on when filming War Horse with Tom Hiddleston and how he got Steven Spielberg into the atomic fart machine and he likes to recreate the fart noises that he learned from the atomic fart machine. And yet he's also intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like I need that. He's pretty classy. Yeah. I need a good mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Well, and Tom Holland, I mean, I think he could get there. He he could, but do I want to sit around and help him get there? No, I've had enough. But what if you don't have to? What if he's already there? I can't That's imagine that he is. Is he even twenty five? I don't know. But I don't think he's even twenty five. Souls. Maybe he likes it a lot of eighties. I've had things. enough. Let me just. <laughs> cheers need, to that. You don't need any more pet projects. No. Okay. Back to the force. Oh yes, let's talk about the force. Sorry about that long sidebar. <laughs> Back to the force. So this guy and his ecosystem. He said, can be really any environment. He said, thanks to the words of the imaginary, the words and the imagery, I'm sorry, and The Last Jedi, we can finally propose a working definition of the Force that's both comprehensive and concise, scientific, yet uses language that everyone can understand. Because This was very important to him. I, I, I actually like I put it up for people to read if they really want to, but his concise... One liner is the force is the energy that flows through the cosmic ecosystem. And that's it. What's his name? You never told us. Oh, here, let me. His name is J.V. Chamery. And J. he's a contributor. Like basketball? Chamery. Or, or, yeah, it just says J.V. Chamery or Chamery. And he is a contributor for Forbes about science. And he says he covers t- science and technology and popular culture. And I did take lots of quotes from his article, but there I took a lot out because it was so much. So. It was a lot. Yeah. But it, it was, again, very interesting. I think it's worth a read. So that's his take on it. And I appreciate it. I actually want to go back and reread it just to kind of get my mind around it again from that point of view, because he was so in-depth and like serious about it. <laughs> so, and I kind of just love when people are like that about stuff. 
I do too. Like it's this fictional world that this guy they made up and it's a, it's a huge thing, but he's so into it that he literally took scientifically science analyzing yes. it. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. I like that. Yeah. So what about you? What do you have? First up, I have Mr. Dave Filoni. Who's he? He is the key to the success of The Mandalorian. <gasps> oh. He worked alongside hey, who's in that? Jose Pedro Bamacita Pascal. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He also worked alongside George Lucas on Clone Wars. Mm. Mm-hmm. During the Clone Wars, the two developed a close working relationship. So Filoni gained an even deeper understanding of the Star Wars lore as he learned from the master himself. Mm-hmm. From Lucasfilm's The Art of the Mandalorian, which is like the behind-the-scenes stuff from Mandalorian, here's Filoni's take on the Force. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the Force is an ability that can be used selflessly or selfishly, and how one chooses to wield it determines whether you stand on the dark side or light. The dark side of the Force is manifested in our greed, desire for power, and fears. And the light side of the Force is propagated by selfless action, by living in balance, by overcoming our fears. The Force naturally exists in balance. That balance is thrown out when someone chooses to give in to their fears and then spirals out of control, making selfish choice after selfish choice. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. He continues, Our own ambitions can make the force into something terrible, even when our intentions might have been good. We don't realize we are acting out of fear or selfishness. Or we do not always, that's what he said, we do not always realize we are acting out of fear or selfishness. Anakin believes he is trying to save his wife. He is afraid to lose her. He chooses to act out of his fears and try to control the situation. That moment of choice, how we act or react, is so important. The choice between dark and light is often subtle and not limited to the Jedi and Sith. Everyone struggles with the balance between light and dark. The Mandalorian has a choice. Do his job, find the child, and hand him over to the Empire, or take this lost child in and protect it. Become its guardian. It is a critical choice and one that greatly impacts both their lives. And that's from an article. Can I just say? And screen rant. If the child, Grogu, by the way, real name, not Baby Yoda or the child. <laughs> uh, if he's not in the second season, I just uh, don't know if I'll watch it. Right. And I have to say, if they're going to cast. That little guy brought me so much joy during the he's pandemic. So cute. Little baby. I'm not kidding you, Burley. Every time he came on the street, I was like, oh my gosh. I know. I was th- speaking, we were talking about memes earlier. The meme where it shows the guy where it's like every Friday and it shows um what's his name being like, I want to see the baby. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Every week. I'm very worried. He better be in there. And it's like I've heard I do love Mando, but 
I know. And it's like, I've heard that next season, Mando is not going to have his helmet on so much. Mm. And I'm like, I mean, that helps. <laughs> that helps. But you're going to have to take away more than the helmet if you're not going to have Grogu. Distract, yeah, distract me from not having Grogu around. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the cutest, one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. It's so adorable. And I think my dog's the cutest thing in the world. That so. little puppet so freaking cute. Ugh. One of my favorite scenes is when he's like using the force choke. Oh, I know. And he gets so tired. He's like, oh. it will wear him out. Oh. He's so cute. They, they got to they gotta have that baby Grogu in there. It's like, that's great that you're not going to have the helmet on that beautiful, perfect pace. Face, not pace. Jose, Pedro, Bamacita, Pascal. He's wonderful. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. But like, no, that's not going to make up for it. I agree. I'm actually very surprised you're saying this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I was saying. Like, if you're going to not have Grogu yeah. in season three, mm-hmm. y'all are going to have to get rid of more than the helmet. Mm-hmm. And it's Disney, so I don't see them doing that. Also, I wouldn't mind you brought Luke in more, too. Okay, hang on. No, Since you already gotta, brought we got to have different conversations surrounding Luke. Okay. What they did at the end of season two. Spoilers. Acceptable for what they did at the end of season two. Yeah. But if Luke's going to be in the series more, I don't want a CGI Mark Hamill. Agreed. Yeah. I want that shit cast. And you know who? It better be Sebastian Stan. Okay. Who the hell is Bucky? Who else could it be? Oh, my God. You know what? I never even thought. I always thought he was just super attractive. And then I started seeing some memes or whatever about it. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But then you see it side by side and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like twins. Yeah. So, yeah. Who else could it be? And he already has a contract with Disney. I was about to say, come on. He's like Winter Soldier plus Luke. Luke. Young Luke. Yeah. Mando. I like that idea. I wouldn't mind them dating. I'm sorry, who? Luke and Mando. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it... Let's face it. Luke's only oh, romantic. You meant broke. No. Oh, no. Okay. No. No. Okay. Luke and Mando. As far as we know, Luke's only romantic interest was his sister for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So let's give him some loving. True. Let him have some love. Mm hmm. Mando needs some love, too. Oh, definitely. I'm trying to think where I left off. Yeah, I said Screen Rant. I think you were done, and then it was going to go to yeah. mine, right? Yeah, I said that was from Screen Rant, a Screen Rant article. Yeah. Star Wars Balance of the Force Explained by Clone Wars Creator. Mm. Oh, so I guess Dave Filoni created Stone, Stone Wars. <laughs> Clone Wars? <laughs> Clone Wars. Okay, okay. Alone. And then he works on man, man, the Mandalorian. As He's well. on the Mandalorian, and yeah, okay. and he seems to, he seems to like hats. Hmm. So what else? What else did you learn about the Force, LA? Well, I did like this kind of. It's a short. It's a little paragraph, but it's a an explanation by. I found it on CBR.com, and it's by Annalise Yip. 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 And uh, and I am fully going to quote her, so don't sue us because. It was by her. I don't think anyone's listening to us that true believes they would sue us. And so it, that this explains the force is the key mystical power in the Star Wars universe used by Jedi. It's pretty much similar to kind of what you said in the beginning used by Jedi and Sith and other groups that encompasses all living beings and gives special abilities to those who master it. And mastering it is not an easy task, though some folks are naturally gifted with the force sensitivity even those with the highest midi-chlorian count must practice and study it. Grogu. In Star Wars Legends, when the Force was initially discovered, 
It was quite difficult to learn being that no one had ever practiced it before. In order to learn its ways, scholars broke it down into the four aspects, the force, the living force, the unifying force, the cosmic force, and the physical force. These four aspects not only allowed a student to better grasp this elaborate concept, it also influenced the way a person could use the force depending on if they ascribed to one aspect over the other, which I imagine is the dark or the light. Interesting. Yeah. But I liked that. I was like, okay, for the four aspects, I get that. Yeah. And then it makes sense which way they choose. Like which you said in the beginning, which way they choose to use those. Yeah. If they're going to give in to the dark side or whatever. Yeah. Which we're obviously not experts here, guys, on Star oh, Wars for the Force. I actually, had you asked me you know, two or three years ago about Star Wars, I would have counteracted with Star Trek Next Generation, bitch. Like, oh, that was yeah. my shit. I grew up watching Captain Picard. Mm -hmm. I wasn't big into Star Wars. I went and saw the Star Wars movies in the movie theater whenever they came out with that. Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson and all that. Yeah. Uh, but I hadn't seen very many. Like, I remember seeing the Star Wars where it was uh, mainly the Ewoks. Oh, and there was that little kid so with the blonde curly hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that whenever I was younger. But I didn't really know much about Luke and Leia whenever mm. Ewan McGregor and all of them came to the theater. And I went and saw that was my first experience with Star Wars that I actually recall. Oh, really? Other than the Ewok movie. You hadn't seen the older the movies? I don't think so. I had seen, I forget the name of it, but the one, whichever one of the ones with Harrison Ford when I was younger. But then when I went to see the newer ones, I got real confused on the timeline. Yeah. Of them all. Yeah. But like I, had I, a, I knew Harrison Ford was in the Star Wars movie and I knew who Darth Vader was, but mm. I don't think that I had actually, if I had watched those movies, I don't think I comprehended the storyline at all. You aren't one of those kids who in the fan, you would say, Luke, I am your, I father. Am your father in the fan because it like jumbled like your in, sound. Like in a fan to yeah. jumble your voice. Yeah. Oh, me and my brother did that all the time. I don't remember doing that. I do remember the Ewoks and I knew the the Ewoks, so but I didn't, I didn't really know much about Star Wars. And I, my first exposure to Star Wars was episode one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was a Star Trek person. I like Cap Captain McCart, not even original yeah. Star Trek, next generation. Mm. I liked, I liked that shit. I still watch that shit on Netflix sometimes. No. Um, like just to have something. I don't think I ever watched Star Trek, but I did see the Star Wars movies, but I wasn't super into it, but. Uh, quite a few years back. You saw the Star my, Trek movies with Chris I did. Pine oh, and Zachary yeah, yeah, Quinto. Yeah. I enjoyed those. I mean, Star Wars and, well, I don't know about Star Trek so much, but they've withstood the test of time because, I, like I said, I remember seeing it when I was little and then seeing the newer ones when we got older. And my little cousins in the, like, probably four, five years ago or so, if not more, when they were really into it. It may have been like when the Clone Wars came out and all mm -hmm. that. But, oh my God, it's all they talked about. And so I feel like back then I was much more knowledgeable because I was around them a lot more and they were talking about it and showing me their toys and explaining to me who's this and how they're related. Um, <laughs> and I just enjoyed it. I thought it was so great. It looks like me and my little cousins, they were, I mean, they were five-ish or somewhere around there, if not a little bit older and obsessed with it. Obsessed. Yeah. All of them. All of them. And I had, what, six, six little boy cousins. They're more like my nephews because we were all close at the time. But, but yeah, it's amazing. I didn't really get into Star Wars until Mandalorian. I watched the first oh, season yeah. of Mandalorian. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then the second season came out and then the pandemic happened. 
So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to go back and actually watch these Star Wars movies now and actually try to follow the plot and actually understand what's happening from film to film to film. So did you start over? I did. Did you? I haven't even done that. I did. I need... and I, in fact, I should have used my time better in quarantine because I was like, I should have done that with Star Wars and Marvel. Started back at the beginning and watched them all yeah. the way through. Yeah, I did. I did. And maybe did some Harry Star Potter Wars. thrown in And there. that's where like, I started trying to watch the Clone Wars, which, you know, don't come for me. I couldn't get into the Clone Wars. I'm sorry. I know that it's critically acclaimed and all of these things. I watched, I found an article that like listed like the must watch episodes of the Clone Wars. And so I just watched those episodes. I just was like, I just want to know a little bit more of who this Ahsoka character is, which that's where her character comes from. And she Mm -hmm. was in the Mandalorian and now she's getting her spinoff and it's like trying to decide, is that something I want to watch? There is going to be a spinoff? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's getting her own show. You know, is that is that something I actually want to watch or am I just going to stick with Mando? You give it a shot. I'll probably know. watch the first episode at least and try yeah, it out. See, yeah, just kind of fill it out. Yeah. So my like actual trying to understand the plot and each character and all of that Star Wars journey just started last year. It's a lot. It's a lot of information. Yeah. And it's a lot of like a lot of characters. Little things that happen in this film that mm. don't come into fruition until... Which I guess it's the, and in that way, it's kind of similar to Marvel. True. The MCU. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit more intense than Marvel, though. So we're not experts. True. Long story, long story short. But I heard that you um, know of somebody who's an expert and was very passionate about it. Do I? He played in uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. I mean, I don't personally which know I him. Which I truly enjoyed back I don't back personally in the day. know him, Ellie. I he thought you were talking about drop. James DeFrance. No! I'm like, he is very Aww. into Star Wars. Very into Our Star Wars. Our little heartthrob. Our little heartthrob. <laughs> no, James. I, mean, I remember the other something one. he used to do that I fell for it every fucking time. And it would piss me off. He would, like, say he was a Jedi. And he'd master <laughs> the Force. He'd be like, look, I'll prove it to you. And he'd stick his hand out, like reaching for a beer. And I fell for it every fucking time that I would pick up the beer and give it to oh him. My God. And he would be like, see, I'm a Jedi. And he would be <laughs> so good. proud of himself. Pretty good. I mean, he only pulled it on me like two or three times. But I remember every I time. fell for it every time. I totally thought you were talking about James. 100%. Because no! I don't know if you remember whenever we sat down to record our Ask the Expert hair care episode. Mm-hmm. that somehow we got on Star Wars before we even started, like, actually interviewing him. I mean, I, already, I was already a champagne bottle in deep. Yeah, point, we had already so. been drinking for quite some time yeah. whenever we actually all got together. But, yeah, he started talking about Star Wars. And, like, I remember looking at my clock and being like, okay, James, it's been 15 minutes. <laughs> here, and you've here. been talking about Star Wars for Put I don't even know why. I don't even understand how we came on to this topic. But, like, we got to stop talking about Star Wars and actually get into the interview. Uh, well, maybe we'll have to do another one later on down the line. Yes, we'll have to We'll have yeah. to invite James for a Star Wars discussion. But, no, <laughs> I totally meant you Mr. Were not Freddie Prinze Jr. You were yeah. talking about Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> so Freddie Prince Jr. voiced Jedi Knight. Y'all can come for me. It's cool. I, I haven't watched the show. I might be mispronouncing this terribly. But it looks like it's Kanan Jarrus on the popular animated series Star Wars Rebels. Dave Filoni, who again learned from Lucas himself, worked with Prince Jr. and taught him about the Force. A couple of years ago, 
on Jeff Dye's Friendship Podcast. This was back in May 2019. Prince Jr. made a, or he appeared as a guest and roughly an hour into the episode, he launched into an expletive filled Star Wars rant, primarily targeting toxic patterns of fandom. Obviously, it went viral <laughs> after being shared on Instagram in fall of 2019. So it happened in May of 2019, didn't go viral, but it was shared on fall of 19 and it just went blew off. I still have this shit popping up on my for you page on TikTok where it's Freddie Prince Jr. just ranting about Star Wars shit. It's so weird how some things can be out there and nobody picks up on on it till later on. And then it's this massive thing. Yeah. I mean, we're talking it's seriously, it's almost two years after he made this podcast appearance. And it still is popping up on TikTok for me. Here's what if you haven't heard this podcast episode again, it's Jeff Dye's Friendship Podcast, and it aired in May 2019. You should check it out if you haven't listened to the full podcast, but specifically coming in on what Freddie Prince Jr. has to say about the Force. All these video games have fucked people up on what the Force is. Luke's skill doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. The Emperor doesn't dictate whether he loses or wins or loses or wins. Wins or loses. Shit. (laughs) I'm drunk. Forgive me. Are we talking Palpatine? Yeah. Okay. The force dictates who wins and loses based on balance. Exactly. And here's the quick version I had to explain it to all these people who fucking think they get to decide. Palpatine and Yoda are the smartest too. Oh, Palpatine. Hold on. Can I just stop you right there? Literally, when I was looking this up, I, I, I mean, I understand what he's saying right here, but... I read the exact same thing. So I'm curious to see. Was it was it you your want. scientific analyst who no, said the same not, thing? No. Hell no. He was way above board. Why do I feel like he might be hot? I think he's bald from what I saw. That don't mean he ain't hot. Oh, I know. All right. So you had people who said that. So yeah, Palpatine and Yoda are the smartest too. Yes. Palpatine is clearly smarter because Yoda was blind to the power of the dark side and the seduction of Anakin. Oh my God. Burley, I'm not kidding you. I read these exact words, but somewhere else, and he was not credited. Hey, this is this okay, is Freddie okay, Prince Jr.'s quote verbatim. Freddie's so being, Freddie's being, uh, what's the word? Being, he's been when you're in school and you steal for plagiarize. Yeah, he's being plagiarized. Plagiarized. So let's talk about the seduction of Anakin fucking Skywalker for a second. <laughs> If the Emperor was the smartest dude in the universe and knows that the Force dictates this, if he kills who he sees as a rival, Anakin, then he knows the Force is just going to fucking correct that. The Emperor knows this. These are George Lucas's words, not mine, so fuck you if you think you disagree with me straight up. So the Emperor knows that. Instead of killing Anakin, what does he do? He seduces Anakin to double the strength of the dark side. Mm -hmm. So what does the Force do? It balances us. I was literally going to say that. I should have said it. How? It gives us twins. Luke and Leia. Two and fucking two. Balance. And if you look at the movie through just that simple perspective... You will not only know why every single bad guy loses and every single good guy loses, 
you'll know who's going to win and lose in the next fucking movies. I can tell you, I just don't want to wreck it. Quote, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, Freddie Prince. I mean, I think that's the most passionate I've ever heard him talk. You seriously have to listen to the podcast <laughs> episode if you haven't listened to it already. I pulled this quote from an article on Inverse where it's Freddie Prince Jr. Star Wars 5 must-hear truth bombs from the epic rant. But I also listened to the full podcast episode. Just the inflection and everything alone is 100% worth it. It's a wonderful rant to listen to. And he's I mean, he's it. got a fucking point. Uh, just the whole seduction of Anakin thing and, and yeah. how that produced the twins mm. who were both on the light side instead of the dark side. I mean, I always hated Palpatine. Okay, who I found likes our- Palpatine. Nobody likes Palpatine. You can like Han Solo. You could even like fucking Kylo Ren. But mm. anybody who tells me. <laughs> Anybody who says I like Palpatine, what's <laughs> wrong up. with you? Those that high waisted, like almost tuxedo bib he had, where he was movie. all of a sudden topless. In yeah, that one and it was movie. just like what movie? Just was literally, that? like his top part, like not his nips. stomach or anything. I was like, my that's nips. so weird. Yeah, this is just it's my nip. But I was okay with it. Yeah, I wasn't complaining. Okay, I found our guy. Here's JV. our here's our scientist. He's pretty cute. He's kind of cute. JV Sh- Sh- Shamry. Great Shamry. Shamry. Let's go follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Let me go find him. I hope he doesn't mind that I took all his shit. JV. Yeah, he's pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Oh, he's sexy. Yeah. JV Shamry Chamray. You get it. Science communicator. He's probably married. He can be married. He's Australian. Hold on. He's from Bristol, UK. Oh, man. He's from Bristol, UK. Oh, so he... He's got an accent. You know he's got an accent. If you don't follow JV, Chamary, 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 he's super smart. Read his theory on the force. I I quoted a lot of it, but man, he he went way more in depth. Yeah. And if you don't follow Dave Filoni, see what he is doing on Twitter. Look at at him in a hat. He's in a hat being so cute. (laughs) And then we have... Freddie, he's sexy. Just all those f bombs. I will and everything. say, can I? This may sound very strange. I always thought he was cute, Freddie Prince Jr. Back in the day when he's in all those films, yeah, he was cute. I was never like super into him. I agree, but I love that him and Sarah Michelle Gellar have been together for for okay. so long. And I also love. I think they took like seven years to just be married before they had kids because they just wanted to be wanted together to make sure it was in that work relationship. Out. Well, not any, they didn't even say it like that. They just. Wanted that time together to be in the relationship together before that came into the mix. I think that's how a lot of people should do it. You don't need to rush into it. Like, enjoy your marriage. I agree. Get to know each other well. And those habits and be on the same page when it comes to having kids, you know? My thoughts on Freddie Prince Jr. are going to be a little bit more. Also, one more. One more. Go. Since the salt and pepper came in, I'm into it. Yeah. That's where I was going with this. Yeah. I've always thought he was cute. I've always known he was conventionally attractive. Yes. I wasn't like a stan of Frank Prince Jr. Same. Girl, I'm telling you, watch the video of him doing the Star Wars rant. Yeah. I like it. I bet. After watching him, like, getting all aggressive. It's another Freddy. It's another Freddy. I like it. Another level. I don't care that he's ranting about the Force (laughs) and Star Wars. Just watch it. Watch that video. I'm like, this ain't no Scooby-Doo, motherfucker. Uh Uh-uh. This is... 
This is nice. He can know I what I it. did last summer. I, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the salt and pepper and all that. Yes. Cheers to. Cheers. Here's, che- no, no, no. here's cheers. Here's to all the Star Wars geeks out there. Cheers. And all the also, theories on the force because I saw a lot of them. Yeah. Star Wars. Happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And also with you. Cheers. And with everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Tipsy Exchange. Want to hear more? Please leave a review, then visit thetipsyexchange.com to sign up for emails. You can also follow us on your preferred listening apps, as well as Twitter or Instagram. Until next time. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Tipsy Exchange. Want to hear more? Please leave a review, then visit thetipsyexchange.com to sign up for emails. You can also follow us on your preferred listening apps, as well as Twitter or Instagram. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.